0: Welcome to the Faith Heights Church audio podcast. We pray that this message will bless you and feed your faith as you listen in today.
1: So tonight we're going to, I'm going to do part two. We're talking about how to survive in the end times. And I'm not going to go through all of the things I did last week as far as trying to prove that we're living in the end times or the last days, but I think y'all pretty much got that figured out by now. You know, there's a darkness covering the earth, and and a gross darkness. You talk about gross. There's some gross things going on out there, but you know, it's our time to shine. The glory of the Lord is going to be upon us. Kenneth Copeland said, "2021 is the year of the local church. The glory is going to fill the local church, and so these are exciting times." And I started out last week by saying, "Tag, you're it." We are it, church. How exciting is it? We are the church. We're the body of Christ that is going to be alive and on the earth to usher in this end-time harvest of people coming to Jesus. I mean, you talk about signs and wonders and healing and miracles. This is the time for that, and we're it. And you say, wait a minute. I didn't ask to be tagged. Who tagged me? I said it last week. God tagged you. You have been tagged into the kingdom for such a time as this. You may feel like you're not qualified. You may feel like you don't know enough. You may feel like it's overwhelming. But I'm telling you, God knew you were going to be a Christian. And he has anointed you. He has appointed you. He's got a call on your life. And he's going to use you to reach people for him and so we're living in the end times but we need to know how to survive in the end times you know the Bible talks about in the end times there's going to be a great falling away there's going to be a lot of people that are going to leave their faith and there's only going to be a remnant left well I'm I purpose that I will be a part of that remnant you know if you tear off a piece of fabric a remnant is just that little piece that's left there's going to be a great falling away in these times but not us those of you who are here you're a part of that remnant yeah. but you know there's some things we need to know in order to survive and to thrive in these end times because I don't think it's just going to be like a just a, 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 a easy thing necessarily you know we're going to have to apply some, some feet to our faith we're going to have to walk the walk and not just talk the talk amen so i i have five things and i i went over three of them last week i'm going to review quickly just um in case you weren't here um five things that i believe are imperative that we do or that we know to survive and thrive in these end times anybody remember what number one was we have to have a bible and i know you're thinking duh carla Uh, yeah we know that but you need to know that you need to have a bible you need to have a paper bible you need to have a a real bible not just bible online or bible on your phone you know and just and you need to have a king james or a new mine is a new king james that's what i prefer a lot of these modern translations I went over it last week. There have been 300 scriptures that have either been altered, changed, or taken out altogether out of a lot of the new modern translations. And while some of them are fun to read for some study purposes, um, we can't base everything on what those new modern translations say. And when you update your phone, if if you're not... Careful about it they may just update your translation and leave out whole scriptures so number one we have to have a bible this bible is so precious do you know there's sometimes i do it when i lead prayer meetings sometimes and i do it at home sometimes just take a bible and just say father god i am so thankful for my bible i love my bible i love the word of god i mean this is precious to us It's precious to us. This is God's word to us. Amen. All right. Number two was it's imperative to attend a church of those of like precious faith. The day of one hour church services so I can get out of church and beat everybody to the restaurant. Those days are over. We should not be looking at our watch and looking at that clock and trying to hurry up church. That's not the church of the end times. We need to be willing to come and sit and hear the word of God and get equipped for as long as it takes the the days of um the seeker friendly i did a teaching a while back on seeker friendliness and how all that happened and i think it's on the archive somewhere but you know people went out they met well and they said hey they start going to neighborhoods with the questionnaire what can we do to to, to make you want to come to church and the people said oh well shorten your services um make your music a little more like a concert um uh they said, you know, dress a little different maybe and um, don't talk about the blood, don't talk about the devil, and don't talk about money, and don't talk about the Holy Ghost. And so, um, a lot of churches started doing that, you know. Again, they meant well. They thought they would get the church in. But what happened is instead of the church going into all the world, the world came into all the church and changed the church to be more like them. That's not the way it was supposed to happen. And so you need to get into a good church, a good Bible-believing church. You need to go to church. You need to hook up with church. I'm telling you, we need to be equipped. We need to be taught. We need to be trained. We need to hear from our pastors. We need to hear from the five-fold ministry. Does anybody know who Sergeant Carter is, if I say Sergeant Carter? Anybody old enough in this room to know who Sergeant Carter is? Gomer Pyle, remember the old show? A lot of you, uh, apparently a lot of you are way too young to remember that. But um, I was thinking of that today. I was thinking, man, we need we need pastors who are not afraid to get up in our face and tell us like it is. Amen. And then when I thought of that, I just thought of Gomer Pyle and that Sergeant Carter who would get up and right in his face, you know. And uh, Sergeant or uh, Gomer Pyle was just nice and friendly. Amen. Anyway, um, we need to be in church. There's a scripture that says that as iron sharpens iron so a man will sharpen the countenance or the character of his friend. You know, we may not always agree on everything, but we need each other. Kind of like that iron sharpening iron, you know? And and we need to just kind of help each other with that. Doesn't mean we have to agree on everything, but we sharpen each other. We need to bounce things off of each other sometimes. Say, hey, I've been getting this from the Holy Ghost. What do you think? How does that witness with you? We need each other. We need everybody part doing its part amen amen so we need um we need everybody um, attending church doing their part and um i said last week i'm calling a march we have marches for all kinds of things we have protests for all kinds of things man we need to march our little behinds to church every sunday every wednesday every sunday every wednesday church needs to become a priority i believe in these days People are going to be running to churches. People are going to be looking for hope, help, peace, joy. And we're that light that shines in the darkness. We need to say, we're here, we're here, we're here. Right? Amen. All right. Number three, it's imperative to be filled with and to know the voice of the Holy Spirit. There are so many voices today. Oh, well-meaning voices and we have to know what is God saying and the only way we're gonna know what he's saying is if we talk to him and recognize his voice you know there's some people in this room right now if my phone's ringing and I pick it up and it's candy and she says hey what you doing I know exactly who it is because I have spent time with her I know her voice from anybody else in this room but then there's other people in this room If I answer the phone and they say, hey, how you doing? I'm going to have to say, who is this? Because I haven't spent time with them. I don't know their voice. We need to spend good quality time with the Holy Ghost and recognize his voice to where he can say, "Uh, don't listen to that. Don't watch that. Don't do that. Amen. So we need to be filled with and know the voice of the Holy Spirit. And uh, so then let me get into these last two. They're kind of doozies so um hopefully you'll you'll like me after i'm done <laughs> um these are these are really important um number four it's time to really 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 i mean really do second corinthians 6 14 through 17. do you want to know what it says all right let's look at it um, i'm going to have them put it up out of the passion translation and so 2 Corinthians 6, 14 through 17, out of the Passion Translation. It says in 14, it says, Don't continue to team up with unbelievers in mismatched alliances. For what partnership is there between righteousness and rebellion? Who could mingle light with darkness? What harmony can there be between Christ and Satan? Or what does a believer have in common with an unbeliever? What friendship does God's temple have with demons? For indeed, we are the temple of the living God, just as as God has said, I will make my home in them and walk among them. I will be their God and they will be my people. For this reason come out from among them and be separate says the lord touch nothing that is unclean and i will embrace you i will be a true father to you and you will be my beloved sons and daughters all right so the word separate it says come out from among them and be separate that word separate in the original language it means to divide from to create distance to withdraw from and it is also the same word uh, where the word divorce comes from so we're supposed to come out from among the world and be separate we're supposed to be like divorced from the world so you are all out there and I'm up here and if I was to look out there and say hey Sean come out from among them what would he have to do what would that look like he'd have to get up and walk away from everybody else And that doesn't mean we're not going to go into the world and we're going to preach the gospel, lay hands on the sick, and all that. But we're not supposed to be like them. And to survive in these end times, there needs to be a difference between us and the world. Amen. 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 Before we start um, getting all like, well, wait a minute, wait a minute. I want to have my own fun, you know, it's me, it's me, my body, it's my life, it's my decisions. I can do what I want. Let's look at a scripture, Galatians 2.20. A lot of people are saying that, you know what, nobody's going to tell me what to do, I can do what I want. Oh really? Let's look at Galatians 2.20. New King James Version, it says, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me, and the life which I now live in the flesh. Yeah. Yes. The life I live in the flesh. Yes. What's, what's, what's the flesh? I mean, that's our five physical senses, that's our mind, our will, our emotions. That life... That we now live in the flesh. I live by faith in the son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. So really it's no longer my body, my choice. You know, I can do what I want. Live how I want. Have all the party and fun stuff I want. We belong to him. Amen. Let's look at Galatians 2.20 out of the Passion Translation says my old identity has been co-crucified with Messiah and no longer lives for the nails of his cross crucified me with him and now the essence of this new life is no longer mine for the anointed one lives his life through me he's living his life through us We can't be a part of them and be living our life, his life in us and his life through us. We have to come out from among them. It says, for the anointed one lives his life through me. We live in union as one. My new life is empowered by the faith of the son of God who loves me. Who loved me so much that he gave himself for me and dispenses his life into mine. So real quickly, let's look at 1 Corinthians 6 out of the Passion Translation. 1 Corinthians 6.20. This is really good out of the Passion. I'm going to wait just a second if they get it up there because you really need to read this for yourself. You were God's expensive purchase. You were God's expensive. He purchased you. Paid for with tears of blood. So by all means then, use your body to bring glory to God. Wow. Do you know you were worth the death of God's son? He died for us. Expensive purchase. Purchase. Praise the Lord. So to me, that doesn't sound like anything goes. We can just kind of mix in and mingle with the world, look like the world, blend in with the world. No, we have to come out from among them. It's time to come out from among them. Several areas. One, entertainment. We ha- our entertainment is not supposed to be what the world's is. We're not supposed to be watching all of the same movies that they're watching we're not supposed to be going to the bars i mean we know that right we know we're not supposed to be watching movies that have nudity and a lot of bad things in it right we know we're not supposed to be going to the bars and drinking and dancing and you know hanging out with the drunk crowd we we know that right i mean we do know that as christians right we're not supposed to be our entertainment's not supposed to be like the world i'm just checking because sometimes i see what's on facebook I'm just not sure we got that, but, you know, we're all growing. We're all growing. There's things I'm sure I do too, but nothing in that area. But um, anyway, so we all know that we need to watch what we say and do on social media, right? Right? Our entertainment is not supposed to be like them. We're supposed to come out from them and be separate. Um, Here's another one. Our family structure is not supposed to be like the world's. Our marriages are not supposed to be like the world's. The way we raise our kids is not supposed to be like the world. These are important things. You may think, oh, what does that have to do with the end times and surviving in the end times? Trust me, it does. If you're still a part of the world, you're going to just kind of go with the flow when they go a certain direction. You don't want to go the direction they're headed. I promise you, you do not want to go that direction. You do not want your kids going that direction. I say it almost every time I'm up here, but parents, you better get involved. I know I say this a lot and people probably get tired of hearing about parents, you had better know what your kids are being taught at school. Because some of the curriculum, I know I've said it, some of the curriculum is so evil that they're trying to get into your public school systems and you'd better go to meetings you better talk to teachers you better talk to principals you better watch your kids homework you better see what is going on because we have got to come out from among that and be separate and if you're going to keep in public school that's your decision but then you pray over them and you keep check on what's going on I know not everybody can homeschool and um, send their kids to a private school but just get involved parents get involved amen um, your kids are your ministry. I remember one time we had a parent here years ago, and, and they had several kids, and one of the ushers came in and said, Oh, Miss Carla, so-and-so's kids are out running around in the parking lot after church, and one of them almost got hit by a car. And so the mom was over talking to someone, and I went, and I said, Hey, you know, you need to go get your kids. And one of them just about got hit by a car. And she's like, Oh, God's going to protect my kids. I'm ministering right now. And I said, No, 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 no. That's your ministry right there. You get out there and you get your kids, you know. And, um, no, God's not going to let your kids go run around in a parking lot while you are in ministry. Your kids are your ministry. And you can have two ministries going at once. I'm not saying you can't, but uh, your kids are your number one. All right. The next thing, our influence needs to change. We need to invade. And I mean we need to invade those seven mountains of influence let me tell you what they are religion which is pretty easy for us here in church family I just mentioned education I just mentioned government it's a good time to invade government wouldn't you think it's a good time to invade government if you feel called to a a governmental office praise God praise God we will pray for you and support you and um, another one is the media oh boy That needs invaded with godly stuff and godly influence. The arts and then business. If you're a businessman, don't be ashamed to be a man or a woman of integrity and do what's right in front of your peers no matter what they're doing. We've got to invade these seven mountains. These seven mountains are what are um, influencing all of America. The Christians need to invade those seven mountains. Here's another one that's so vital, is our witnessing really needs to change. Our witnessing. Do you know what I mean by witnessing? Talking to people about Jesus. Right now, it is so easy. We have been finding that we just go to a restaurant or just talking to somebody at a store or something and just start talking about the Lord, the good things that God has done for us. And uh, it's time. Our witnessing drastically, drastically changes. People are hurting out there. People are scared right now. People don't know what to think. They don't know what direction our country or the world is going. We got the answer. They're out there stumbling in the darkness. We're the light. We've got the answer. Amen. I think most of us are awake now. Most Christians are awake, I think. I think in the last year, most of us woke up, you know. I think some of us were a little bit, you know, enjoying our kickback life. You know, really the last four years, it's been pretty easy on the church. I kind of think we might have been a little lazy in the opportunity that was given to us. And I think now, looking back, we're going, oh, why didn't we do more with that window of opportunity we had? well we have another window of opportunity but this one isn't quite as easy no that's right that's right I said this last week I'll say it again because it really bears repeating but you know I think too many conservatives were looking at a man to be America's only hope and Jesus working through his church Working through his body is the world's only hope. I praise God for everything that President Trump did. And I pray that something happens to where he can continue to do more. Don't get me wrong. I'm not giving up on that. But at the same time, he's one man. We are a body of believers that are millions strong. Think of what we can do. Oh, we can turn this world upside down we can do it church we can do it we got the Holy Ghost we got the greater one on the inside of us I I think we trusted too much in thinking like I said before you know like oh President Trump make America great again President Trump you know do something about abortion President Trump do something about you know Israel President Trump do something you know and praise God he did what he could I hope he can do more at some point but we can do something and we can do way more than him Because he's one person. Look how many of us there is. Do you know we can turn this whole valley upside down for Jesus. We can see abortions go down. We can see suicide rate go down. Drug use go down. We can see crime rate go down. We can see all of that right here in the Grand Valley we can put St. Mary's out of business uh, I know some of y'all work at St. Mary's I know a couple of you do so don't worry you know probably won't happen but um, you know what we can, we can give them a run for their money we can lay hands on the sick and watch them recover we can do this amen amen um, we need to be real serious about witnessing we saw a movie recently and uh, did anybody see that meteorite movie that's out right now couple of people well there's this movie out and um, I've always kind of liked them. Um, I don't know why this is going to sound terrible um but I've always kind of liked those end of the world um you know disaster movies not the r-rated ones or anything like that but you know just I don't know Anyway, um, so we watched this movie. I was kind of looking forward to it, and we watched it. And this time it didn't hit me like all the other ones in the past did. Man, I cried, and I cried at this movie because it's going to happen it's really this kind of thing is going to happen in the movie there's a meteorite that's coming and it's coming for days or weeks or months or something like that and the people see it and they you know they know but the government tells them ah, it's not going to hit us it's going to pass us by and you know but then as things get a little closer and i don't want to give it away if you're all going to see it um, anyways as, as it 's getting you know closer and closer and closer, all of a sudden some things start happening, and then they find out that it 's going to impact Earth and um, it 's going to be an extinction level event, and nobody 's going to survive and so the government start, government starts picking and choosing people to survive and the, you know it goes on and on and on and i 'm watching it and i 'm just seeing some of these people are like like they're just they 're holding their children and and they're like crying and they're like beside themselves and they're panicking and they're freaking out and they don't know what to do and you see people just all this destruction and stuff and instead of thinking oh well that was a pretty good movie you know they could have done a little better on the, that scene or that scene no this time I'm watching it and I'm just crying because it's like we need to see it like that because you know I know they do say by the way they do say a meteorite is headed to earth did anybody know that in 2029 scientists say it's going to miss us <laughs> so you know I'm sure they're probably not lying to us but um, um, I don't know but you know what? There is something headed to, to the earth. There's something headed and we all see it. And that is the tribulation. And it's going to be terrible. It's going to be awful. And right now we need to act like it's happening tomorrow. I mean, it's coming, church. It's coming. The tribulation's coming. It's coming real soon. Rapture's going to happen first, I believe. But you know what? We better be getting people saved. We better be getting them saved because they're going to be running around panicking. We have the answer. We have the hope. Jesus working through his body is the world's only hope. Amen? Amen praise the lord um all right so let me get to the fifth one because i don't have a whole lot of time left so number five we must get our spiritual running shoes on i've been saying this lately but the lord told me to say 2020 run I know a lot of people are saying 2021, the W-O-N, that's great too. But he told me, 2020 run. It is time to get your running shoes on. Hebrews 12 tells us to run the race that is set before us, to lay aside and to cast off everything that trips us up, distracts us, causes us to stumble and fall amen we gotta lay some things aside if we're gonna survive in these end times it's time to lay some things aside and you all know what you need to lay aside because the Holy Ghost has been telling you I don't have to sit up here and go you need to lay this aside and this aside and this aside you all know what you're supposed to lay aside the Holy Ghost if you got the Holy Ghost he's telling you he's telling you what you need to be watching out for what's maybe hindering your your race for the Lord Amen? You know what it is. Um, That word lay aside in the original, it means to lay it down and to push it far away from you out of reach. There are some things that we need to push away from us out of our reach. That means we will never go back and pick it up again. I know a lot of people, um, you know, the grace message, and I won't get into all of it, but, you know, like, like well, everything, every sin, everything's already forgiven, so, you know, it really doesn't matter that much. Yeah, it does matter. It's going to slow you down. It's going to trip you up. One definition, it says tangles and wraps and winds around your feet. You can't, you can't run your race like that. You need to lay those things aside and push them far out of your reach. Amen. I put on, um, on here, on your mark, get set, and go. And some of us haven't even got to our mark yet. It's time to get on the mark, get set, and go. Get ready to run. And I know some of us are tired. You know, I talk to people all the time. Some people are like, you know, I've been believing God for something for years, and it hasn't happened yet. I am exhausted, and I am tired. You know, I've been tired some, too just the other day I was feeling, feeling a little bit tired again just being honest with you man I'm telling you pastoring in these days is not easy you know I've been, I've been tired of some things and I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings but I'm telling you church we need to lay aside some offenses and some little spiffy things do you know it is not a, and I've talked to other pastors they, they deal with this too We've had, we've had people, and other, and even Brother Keith Moore had this happen, he told me. People come up and say, Pastor, unless you make people wear a mask and you wear a mask, we're not coming back to church. Well, then the next day, you got people saying, Pastor, if you do wear a mask and have your people wear a mask, we're not coming back to church. Both sides. You know, you have people say... Um, you're not political enough you guys need to talk more about politics you need to get people stirred up more about politics then you have other people saying you guys talk too much about politics it tries to wear you out yeah you people say oh you guys you need to turn your music up so people can get into the spirit of the music more then you have other people say your music is too loud at your church you guys need to turn that music down I know, it's funny, but I'm telling you, it tries to wear on you after a while. <laughs> it does. Or people say, you need your services to go longer so the Spirit can move. <laughs> Other people saying, tick-tock, Pastor, one hour, no church service. Had somebody say it one day, no church service should go over one hour.
0: <laughs> you know, it gets some, tiring. Some should
1: some shouldn't that's right some church services shouldn't go more than an hour but I could go on and on and on but I'm telling you let's just agree to disagree about some things okay let's all grow up and mature you know trust each other say okay you know let's all get along and then what I need to do is what I'm going to tell you all to do and we need to quit saying we're tired quit saying oh do you know we do not allow each other to make old people noises do you know what that is do you know what an old people noise is you're getting up off the chair and you go we decided a long while quite a while back that if we hear each other making old people noise we say "Uh, uh, uh-uh-uh you're making old people noises and it's funny but you know what we don't need to be going oh or if um or, you know, if, if one of us says something negative, you know, like, oh, I'm just so tired. If you say so, oh, sometimes I tell you, you just want to go, Rrr. but you know what? We've, we've got that agreement with each other. Spouses, you need to do that. If they say, oh, I, uh, that's always going to be like that, or that'll never change. If you say so, because we have what we say. Yeah. But anyway, it's time for some of us to get our second wind. This is one of the main things I wanted to get to tonight, so just bear with me a little bit. It's time to get our second wind. Have you ever heard of a second wind? It's a real phenomenal, a phenomenon. Let me tell you what it is. It says when a runner or someone in sports is at the point of exhaustion, something kicks in. They get their second wind. Researchers say that before you get your second wind, now here's where the body of Christ is, especially today. Before you get your second wind, there's a little bit of panic anxiety, stress, and discomfort. The second wind only comes when they are about to quit, can't take it anymore. They are tired, weak, and exhausted. That's the only time you get your second wind. But this is when a burst of energy kicks in. Woo! I'm ready for that burst of energy. How about you? Runners say it's like a high that they have never felt before. They are overcome with a feeling that they never forget. It's emotional and energizing. How do you get a second wind? In the natural there's no pill there's no Red Bull energy drink or whatever they are there's nothing but you know what they tell runners they say three things number one know your why why are you running why are we doing what we're doing church know your why we know our why Our why is because this world needs us. Our why is because it's time for mass evangelism, mass revival, mass healings, mass signs and wonders, right? We know our why. Number two is they tell them, don't stop. If you stop, you will never cross the finish line. Even slow walkers will eventually cross the line. But if you stop, you will never cross it. And then here is my favorite one. The third thing they tell them, you must push past. You must push past the pain. You have to push past the pain, church. We have to push past the pain. I say this all the time, but don't get tired of hearing it. The battles you face today may not be your choice, but the outcome is. The things going on in our world may not be our choice. But the outcome is. Don't give up and don't quit. Push past the stress. stress. Push past the anxieties. Push past the fears. We are all living in perilous times. I brought that out last week. But we're the light. We're going to shine. Push past disappointments. Don't live with disappointments. I had such a, a, a thing trying to come on me today to be Disappointed. No, we go past that. We say, I refuse to be disappointed. I refuse to live in fear. I refuse to have stress and anxiety. Amen. We have people just giving up and quitting all the time today. They give up on jobs. They give up on marriages. They give up on relationships. They give up on diets. They, some even give up on life. We need to push past the pain. And we need to run our race that is set before us this is our time and as we run you know there's always that finish line I call it the rapture line do you know I can see the rapture line can anybody see it you know how when you're running and there's that finish line and once you see it it gives you that burst of energy you get that second wind when you see the finish line church I'm telling you the rapture line it's right ahead I see it I see the rapture line it's coming real soon get your second wind and get running we all need each other We all need each other. We all need to be in the race. Amen. Praise the Lord. Rapture's about to happen. And then we're off to seven years of glory and feasting and partying. And after that, it just gets better and better and better. But while we're here, we need to work. We need to do what God's called us to do. We need to hook up with each other agree to disagree on some things, sharpen each other, and run our race. Amen?
0: So what Carla just shared tonight is like a major equipping for the days that we're in and the days that are ahead. Um, we're way beyond entertainment here. We, we got equipped tonight. To, we got, we got the, some understanding of how to think, how to act, how to talk, how to maneuver in these last days. And it was a great, great message. And we need to get it out there. So share it if you've got a Facebook. Get it out there because people need to hear this. Um, it's it's so interesting because when you're talking about watching those movies, you know, I was reminded of like four scriptures um, about the meteorites and all that. I mean, it says that um, the stars of heaven shall fall in the last days. You know, these guys are trying to explain things. You know, two thousand years ago, and I was reading in Revelation recently. It said that the John said it was like a mountain. It said he said. It was a mountain on fire that hit the sea, and a third of the things in the sea died. And then it said another mountain on fire hit, hit dry land, and a bunch of things died. And I'm thinking, meteorites? And then Jesus said, men's hearts in the last days are going to fail them for fear, for looking at those things that are coming on the earth. And then Jesus said something's going to happen to our star, our sun. Not sure exactly what's going to happen to the sun, but something's going to happen to it. And hearing all these things and seeing that movie and all that, it's just like people, I mean, one of the funniest things about that movie, which I think was funny, is there was a bunch of people just partying down and drinking their drinks and just kind of thinking like, oh, it's no big deal. And it's so interesting to see. The Bible says in the last days, let him that's holy be holy still. Let him that's unjust be unjust still. There comes a time where you just need to go the direction you're going because it's too late anyway too sealed in the direction you're going as, uh, spiritual laws are set in motion long ago couldn't reverse them at this time if you tried and so it's very important to just be on the right side as things get stronger and stronger in these last days and everything carla said about coming out from among them and being separate that's uh, the only way we're going to help the world when we do go back to them with the gospel is if we are something they're not and have something they don't have because if we're just like them we're not going to have any power We're going to get scared like they get scared, sick like they get sick. Jesus said in the last days, pestilence was going to be an end time sign that there'd be pestilence everywhere. Well, by Jesus' stripes, we were healed. You got that in you real strong, it won't affect you. It's really important, you know, where you go to church, what you listen to on a daily basis, because it's what's developed in you over time. Not just what you run to at the last minute, but what's developed in you over time is going to keep you stable and strong in the end times, in the last days. And so don't think you're going to church is, is vain just because you didn't have a goosebump. Maybe you got something in you that will come out later. I love the great, exciting times in church, but some of the greatest things that happen is what's developed in you over time. Thought patterns are changed, slowly but surely. Confessions are changed, slowly but surely. Your faith is tweaked, slowly but surely. And then when that evil day happens, you're just there, not have to get there. So I just, it was a wonderful thing. Let's stand up. Let's go ahead and, would you stay up here with me though, hon? We want to pray. We want to believe God that this word does not go in one ear and out the other. Heavenly Father, we worship you. We thank you for your word. You've spoken to us tonight by your Spirit. We hear what the Spirit's saying to the church. We won't let it go in one ear out the other. We let these sayings sink down in our ears. Father, we thank you for equipping us tonight. Thank you for stirring us up. I pray that every person in the sound of our voice tonight would not just be a hearer only but a doer of the Word of God. Father, if people are not where they should be, help them to see that. Help them to understand. Lift them up by your Spirit. Show them what they need to do. Father, if there's people that are confused or don't understand certain things, bring them light. Help them to see that your Word has all the answers. Oh, Father, we know that the days of doing our religious duty are over. We need your church. We need you. We need the things of God. We need prayer. We need the Holy Spirit. And so, Father, as a church right now and those that are listening online and all those that hear this archive later, we say, Lord... We're here. We are your people willing in the day of your power. We will be the ones who do know our God, not just know about our God. We will be the ones who do know our God and we will be strong and do exploits in these last days. Thank you, Father, for rallying us together, quickening us by your Spirit. We pray for every brother and sister who maybe is swaying out there beyond where they should be, getting out of of orbit with the things of God. We're asking, Lord, that you would help them to come back, wake them up, show them, mightily reveal yourself to them, that the church may come together in these last days and be that powerful force that you ordained us to be, that the gates of hell shall not prevail against. In Jesus' name, thank you, Father, for redeeming us from all diseases and plagues. Thank you for protecting us from anything that tries to happen in this earth realm. We thank you for the blood of Jesus that causes all this junk to pass over our lives. We thank you, Father, there's a difference between your people and the world, and we're glad to be in your camp. Thank you, Jesus. We praise you. We worship you forever. And if there's anybody in the sound of my voice that's struggling with any kind of a disease or sickness by the authority of Jesus Christ and the power that God's invested in the pastoral office, I rebuke that disease. We rebuke that sickness. We break the power of it and we say, get out of the body of Christ. Leave in Jesus' name. Healing happened. Healing come forth in the body of Christ in Jesus' name. We declare you healed by the blood of Jesus. Oh, Father, we thank you. And I just rebuke the spirit of depression. Shut up, devil. Shut up lies. Get off of God's people. Leave their souls alone. Get off of their minds. We rebuke oppression and depression. And we declare the joy of the Lord fills up God's people. In these end times. Thank you for it, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. For more information about this ministry, visit faithheights.org. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram. To sow into this ministry, visit faithheights.org and click on the Donate tab.